You're listening to Date Smarter, Sexier with your host, matchmaker and dating coach, Andrea LaRosa, accompanied by co-host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. the craziest shit on Facebook. That's like crazy. my brother, oh, we're recording. Well, fuck it. Like my brother, <laughs> he be posted, like recently he posted this thing and I, I, I thought it was fake at first, but turns out it was real. Like all these used sex toys and how his girlfriend found it and left. And I was just like, ew, that should not be on Facebook. My, some of my cousins and my brother, they post like the most disgusting fucking things. Like they post their sex capades, like sex memes and stuff. That does not belong on Facebook. It's like posting like shit like personal? that. And yeah, like personal sexual experience. Like I had this one cousin, I think he lives somewhere here in California. And he like, he's into hookups and stuff. So he posts like, yeah, I'm going to get some dick. Yeah, I'm going to get some ass. <laughs> he posts like a post fuck session picture oh. or like memes about what how the sex was or how much he likes to gobble on dick or how much he likes to sit on, on dick. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I'm okay with seeing that shit on maybe Twitter or, or maybe Tumblr if that was so fucking relevant. But to see it on Facebook, that's like where your mom is, yeah. your cousin, your teachers. Your, it's a, it's so You know weird, what it is? The stuff Everyone went through the phase of posting their food that they were making and they weren't getting any likes. There's no traction in that. Nobody wants to see that shit. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what if I talk about my sex life and post about my penis? Oh my gosh, I got like a thousand likes and a 20,000 views. Yeah. That's what it I is. I prefer food pictures over <laughs> shit like that on Facebook. Well, it's for just, some people weird. that is weird. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so listeners, I know you kind of caught us mid conversation. <laughs> okay. We are back with one of our favorite guests, Gabby. Yes. You remember her from sex fantasies that was a great episode that was a people episode. are like still, I was, still thinking about that episode like oh what what else is there <laughs> i didn't really listen to the episode after we had recorded it and people and you know like we record weeks out and by the time it aired people were messaging me friends were messaging me particularly <laughs> about it and they're like i didn't know some of that about you and i was like some of what <laughs> <laughs> and i had to go back and listen to it and i was like Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I didn't know those things about you either. <laughs> well, we all got to learn a little bit about Andrea. That was <clears throat> fun. <laughs> but we are back instead of talking about sex fantasies, though I think we're going to pull a little bit of that into this conversation. We want to really talk today about hookup culture because I think hookup culture is shifting and changing because of the pandemic. And while I actually don't think any of us in this conversation are just randomly hooking up with people right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. But <laughs> it's still a good conversation to have. And like, you know, personally, here I go again, except this time, no wine for it. But personally, like I used to be a little bit of a hookup girl. I had no problem with it. And now it's just like, oh, the idea of like the germs. I don't know. Yeah. I think I became a little germophobic. Because of the pandemic? I think so. Okay. So like the idea of just like randomly hooking up isn't as sexy as it used to be. Mm. Well, I think honestly, it's not as sexy as it used to be because people have a lot of fucking baggage. Mm. And they wear that fucking baggage, even if you're just hooking up with them. And I think that's yes. a huge problem. Like, you can't even just, like, hook up with someone anymore and just be like, hey, can I just, like, suck your dick and, like, leave? It's like, oh, um, what are you into? What is your name? Um, can I see <laughs> your Instagram? <laughs> can I see your Instagram page? I need to see how many followers you have. What is oh, that all about? It's, like, chill out is like, that an LA thing like looking at your followers to see if you're like at least good enough to just hook up with 
It seems like, I mean, I'm not, I need to preface all of this by saying that I'm not hooking up with people because I am married, but we do dabble sometimes. But I do keep a a finger on the pulse of what's going on in some way, shape or form. Mm. And what I see a lot of people complaining about is people ask a lot of fucking questions before Mm. you can even have sex with them. Like, oh, um, what does your body look like? What is this? What is that attribute? And it's just like, hey. I just want to have sex and have a good time. But now you're turning this into this interview process. And by the time we get there, a lot of times the sex sucks because a person has so much baggage, which is obvious mm. because of the questions that they're asking. That when you finally do have sex with them, they're fucking boring in bed. You know, a lot of my clients lately have been complaining about the fact that like they meet someone. And the first thing is instead of saying like, hey, let's move this conversation to texting, it's are you on Instagram? Yeah. I want to follow you on Instagram. And it's like, uh, they want to see your pictures. They want to see yeah. your cyber stalk you. But, yeah. but it's so creepy. To be fair, to support those guys, they're usually guys asking that, but yeah. to, be, to support that, Ugh. I was on a call yesterday with a client and we were going through his Tinder and there's this girl and her hair is like bright freaking red. And all of her Tinder pictures, but she has her Instagram connected. So I was like, let's scroll through her Instagram because we're looking at her pictures and there's like, ugh, she doesn't, eh, she's like, eh, whatever. But as we're going through her Instagram and I'm finding real pictures of her, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, let's swipe right on her because she looks, she looks normal. She looks sweet. She looks nice. Like this is a good match for you. We just got to get rid of this red hair. But every single picture on Tinder had this bright red hair that looked ridiculous on her. Yeah. So was it a filter or was it a choice that she was making to? It was dyed because some of the like the most recent pictures on Instagram had it. But as we like swiped through and went through them, I was like, no, here's the real girl. I see her now. Yeah. And he saw her and he was like, I like that. Like, I'm attracted to that. And I was like, perfect. Uh, Because like hair dye, that goes away over time. Like, that's an easy fix. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. It is a sense of expression that Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you're, it's when you're only seeing somebody on a screen or your first impression is going to be like, "Mm, I don't know about that, but. Right. So I get, I do kind of see now because I get to see from the opposite side, a lot of times, like oh, okay, the Instagram really shows a lot about you, a personality. You can see, do you like to travel? Do you have friends? Are you full of yourself? Is your entire Instagram all selfies of just you? Mm -hmm. Well, I do think, and this is is from personal experience, a lot of times Instagram still does have a filter. You know, we do pick our best angles. We do pick our best shots. Like how many of us, like I was walking past these people at Disneyland the other day and a woman takes a picture of her friend and she's like, okay, one more. I'm like, why do you need one more? I'm just, I'm not being an asshole because I know I take a thousand pictures at one time, but just the process of thinking, you, she wants one more just in case that one isn't good enough, just in case mm-hmm. the lighting doesn't hit her face right, just in case this isn't her perfect side or her, her something isn't right about the photo. So I feel like Instagram a lot of times, while it's great, it's fun, it does show a creative side of ourselves, it does show our best photos, it is a filter. And I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of times where I see people who have Instagram pages and you're like, wow, he is so nice looking or she is so gorgeous. And then you see them in person and it's like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Yeah. The moon has cleared. Anyway, and then (laughs) you'll see a person online where all their pictures, they look like dog shit or they don't post any pictures of themselves. And if there is a picture of themselves, a picture of them is like a blurry ass picture from far away. You can't, and then you meet them in person. You're like, oh my God, she's (laughs) stunning. And that's happened so many times. So I feel like when people get picky about stuff like that, I can see why. Like, I totally agree with you. You know, you're filtering through the the crap to get to someone that's possibly a good match. But I also think people lie their asses off online. And Instagram is nothing but smoke and mirrors. Like, Mm -hmm. I I do. Social media in general has always been that, though, to be fair. Like, people post their best pictures on social media they're creating this persona that's not 
necessarily true. And even if it is true, it's just like TV or film. Mm -hmm. Do we want truth? Do we really want it? Like people post pictures of their food and they're so proud of themselves for cooking it. And yet those are the photos like, okay, keep going. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Like, but that's truth. That's, that's who they really are. That tells you a lot about that person. They're either really proud of the fact that they can cook now, or they just don't have much else going on in their lives. Who knows? But still, like, that's just what people do with social media. It's the real of perfection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. so. they think. <laughs> I, I mean, it, uh, to get back to what I was thinking about the whole hookup thing, I think that it affects hookups because I think people are missing out on like really sexy partners because we're like, I didn't like that picture or that one didn't look right. I'm not trying to pop a bubble in your business or anything like that. So those of you listeners, there is. That doesn't pop a bubble in my business. Oh, okay. I was just like, I'll make sure I'm not like stepping on any toes with these comments, but I do feel like we're too much in our heads now because of all our pictures and Mm. stuff that we can't even like hook up and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And if we are hooking up because there's so many people out there, we just move on to the next person after we hook up that person. I've seen a lot of Tinder profiles lately that have specifically said that they're looking for a hookup. I think people are starting Mm. to get to that point. So I think the flip side of like the people who are worried about pandemic hookups are on the flip side of it, kind of just like, fuck it. I'm just going to tell people that I want to hook up. Like, I don't even want to like mess around. And I'm not talking just men. I'm talking women too. Yeah. Yeah, That's where it's getting real. Like (laughs) interesting because I feel like, I don't know if you've ever had this pressure. Do you feel like you have like the whole Madonna complex? Like women have to be perfect and pristine at all times. And if you edge anywhere, I'm not perfect. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) expect you to be perfect to pristine all the time if you edge anywhere near sexiness you're like labeled a whore or whatever that is like it's a shame that men are able to embrace hookup culture gay men especially but then when women do it i don't know it's like you guys go through like this weird are you following I don't know if this is really in because i kind of wanted to talk about this but not really but i kind of do because it's so um in the news right now yeah and are you guys following this whole fucking thing with like kim k and kanye west oh yes and strangely i am (laughs) no someone's gonna have to like i can't get away from it because it's just filling up my timeline and it just has me thinking like men are able to hook up with a whole bunch of women like even if they're in the process of divorce and it's like, it's okay. You know, he's just, you know, he's doing his thing, but as soon right. as a woman he's does healing. it, yeah. But as soon as the woman does it, she's a villain. She's a bad person. She needs to go back to him. She needs to fix things. She's fucking shit up. Yeah. Like, but they're getting divorced. I know. And yeah, that's and she what, called for it too. Exactly. And it's just so weird how people are turning her into a villain because she's out enjoying her life. She's hooking up with, this guy who's probably hung like a horse, let's be honest. I mean, look at him. Um, and he's also really, really funny. I'm not trying to diss him, but you know, let's be real. He's tall and he's skinny. He's probably hung like a horse. But um, she's having a good time and she's being shamed for it. Do you ever feel yeah. like that affects you yes. as a female? Like you're just trying to have a good time and people are like, no, no, no. You need to be having a child. You need to get married. You need to be with a man. You need to have one person. Yes. I mean, I haven't, I always kept my hookups like super down low unless like I'm going out with a friend and then I, and then I, but I mean, it's just so different for them because they're literally going through all of this in front of the lens of the world. And, um, and he has, he has clear mental health issues, but because he's presented himself to like, he has a cult behind him that no matter what he does, he can do no wrong and he can harass her and do all these things and send her a truck full of flowers. And she's, and she's still pinned as the bad guy, even though I think there were other things that was going, that were going on, like in, in that relationship. But, you know, she, she's, I have a, I have a friend that um, 
worked with her on a commercial shoot and he had to interview her for part of the commercial. And before the interview, he just, he was just kind of having conversation with her. And he said that she's like a very classy, very well-spoken, very intelligent person. And she is, I don't want to say calculating, but that she is the kind of person that um, thinks of her steps to in the future. Like she thinks like five, 10 steps ahead because she knows that everything's going to be vilified if she doesn't. Um, and, um, and I, I, I think, you know, the whole Kanye thing, I think she just, I think that was just something that she didn't really see coming. I don't know. I I, I don't really know. He's just, he has bipolar disorder and some other stuff. So yeah, there's all that. It's it's so sad. The double standard that's playing in all of this, you know, it's not fair. I hate saying that. I hate that word unfair because I know life isn't fair, but it is, it's unfair. Why can't women be seen as sexy for wanting to take control over her own body? Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what she's doing. She's taking control over her own body saying like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be promiscuous. So what? Well, even if it's not even that, if, even if it's just, I don't want to have sex with this person anymore, I want to move on to another person. It's like, there's, it's, I feel like there's so much to just linking up with people these days that I don't know how single people honestly are doing it. I got to be fucking honest with you because I have the comforts of my husband, but I don't know how you're navigating this world with guys like that, that feel like they can control your body or people mm-hmm. in general that feel like they can tell you that you can't hook up with people. You can't have a good time. You can't, you can do it, but don't share it. And then men are out here doing it and having a good time and sharing it with the world. And they're seen as Kings and, you know, guys just having a good time. It's just weird how like hookup culture for one person is one way. And for another, it's another way for gay people. It's our life, but for other people, it is not. And I'm just, I'm going all over the place at this point to be quite honest with you. Well, <laughs> you know, I think what's happening is we were talking about earlier, how people are just so tired of trying to date during mm-hmm. the pandemic. So now that they're coming out of it, they're thinking, you know what, screw this. I just want to be single, but we still have needs. We still have biological and sexual needs mm-hmm. that need to be met. And mm-hmm. now they're looking at like, I'm just going to, I'm going to find someone to hook up with. And whether it's just the same person that I hook up with on a regular basis, or if it's like, I'm just going to hook up with random dudes off of dating apps like Tinder and you know be okay with it instead of having like an actual committed partner i think we are going to be seeing a lot more of that now i think for a little while yeah. this is you know i think a big question that had been asked a year into the pandemic was is this going to be the next roaring 20s mm. and i think it's going to be but in a very different way you know we're not going to be just all getting drunk we've been doing that for two years <laughs> we're just in our own home yeah. I, but sexually i think we were going to see that people are going to be a little bit more promiscuous and you're going to have those people who really want a relationship and are tired of being single and work really hard towards a partnership and all of that but you're going to also see a vast majority of them who are going to go for the hookups. I saw an article the other day that said that they're predicting it was like 70 or 80% of college students are going to be in that category of having a hookup during that phase of college, during those four years, Yeah, like 70 to 80% college students saying that they've had hookups. And it's just going to, it's being predicted that it's going to increase because of this idea of like, I just want to live my life. I feel like I've been controlled by this situation for the past two years. And now I'm just exploding to come out, but I don't want to be committed to one person why I do it. I want to like have fun, go out and party and go dancing and get drunk and Hook up, hook up, hook up, hook up. Yeah. I read somewhere that for the first time, there's been a decrease in the birth rate. 
So I wonder if that's affecting that. Because they're people- still pregnant. <laughs> yes, that, yes. But I was, you, from what you just said, I was wondering, do you think that might be affecting it? Like people are just not. I think less women are having babies and committing to relationships far later in life because of Mm -hmm. wanting to take control because of the narrative that was pushed on us for forever. And I think that goes into like the hookup culture and like going back to like Mad Men era in 1950s, you have a married man that has a job and then the wife stays at home. The married man can have like, you know, tons of affairs with have affairs with the the secretary or whatever and that's just like seen as the man's role like well it's it's a man of course he is a woman does it you know kind of like going back to what that was before we didn't work we didn't really have any sort of control over our own lives back then and now that we have all those capabilities and all and all access to that we're like fuck you we're gonna we're gonna go for it and we're gonna be executives and we're going to own our own companies and we're going to take that story into our own hands. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yeah. And and finding the right partner to do that with, because you want to avoid being a statistic also like in a divorce rate and you don't want to spend or waste your time with somebody. So you might as well just like focus on your career. Mm -hmm. And if somebody cool happens along, then perfect. And then hopefully they're like the right person. For sure. That's where I'm like a little like when I was talking all that shit about earlier about guys that are like Kanye West. I feel like a lot of millennial guys are kind of like that. Like they're Mm -hmm. stuck in this narcissistic man child mode. So if we're all continuing to be like this, like who's going to want to have kids? I mean, everyone's going to want to stay just hooking up with people. I mean, if people are now really starting to see who who these people are that they see on days because of Instagram, because of all these apps, I can kind of see deterring people from hooking up more because now we're not taking more chances with people because now it's like, Oh, all my filters that keeps creepy ass dudes away. You, you, it blocked you out. So I'm not even going to bother. So I kind of feel like hookup culture is almost here to stay for as long as um, people are overexposing themselves and then, mm-hmm. and people are empowering themselves at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Gabby, because Kanan's married. So, I mean, I could ask you to in a hypothetical because this is a hypothetical. Yeah. You know, what keeps you from not engaging in the hookups? Like what keeps you from not now that you're single? Right. Like what's holding you back from going out there and just saying, fuck it. I'm going to go find myself a couple of dudes to hook up with. Uh, I think, I think, um, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause Kanan, you were mentioning about like finding that, like they're asking you a bunch of questions and like, and I, I, for me, I'm at a, I'm not old, but I'm a, but I'm an, I'm at an older age than when I was, when I was like involved in the hookup culture. And now it's like, I still think that even if you're, even if it's just hooking up or you're in a relationship or whatever it is, you're still exchanging a sort of energy with each other, even if you don't intend to. And I want to be more intentional with like who I spend that energy with, whether it's like a temporary release, but I want to know that it's like a good person Mm -hmm. that I that I'm, you know, giving myself to, because for a long, like for far too long, I, I encountered guys that like, I mean, the sex was shit. Like it was, it was horrible. So then like, I know that if I have, I know it's a waste of time. Like you didn't make me come bitch. Like what the fuck? And like, and I, and, and I know that if I have that connection with someone, there's hopefully going to be that symbiotic um, respect that like, I'm here to treat you and we're here to treat each other. And there is like that beauty in it. So it's like, I want, I want to know that I'm getting good sex out of this. So I want to know that there is a good connection. Um, and we can talk about like, okay, this is what I like. What do you, what do you like? Cause like, I don't want to just have sex, have sex. Like I just, I have dildos for that. Like, right. I would just rather 
I'd just rather not. Yeah. I think it's like an age thing too. You know, as we get a little bit older, we really come into our own and we really know what we want. And for women, for a lot of women that I know, at least like we get to a point where our career takes center stage and we have very limited time and we don't want to give our time to something that may not be worth it. Mm-hmm. And like Gabby said, you have that energy exchange that's happening. It's like, do I want to give up some of my energy to somebody who doesn't deserve it? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I don't get the same level of effort back from him? Right. And I'm not talking relationship. I am just talking about sexually, you know, yeah. like having a hookup. I think women our age around our age start to have hookups, but they look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. They are regular hookups. They're repeat hookups. They're, I want to establish this hookup with just this one particular person because then they can learn what I like. I can learn what they like, but we don't have to be committed to each other. We can just make sure that we're getting satisfied when we need to. And, you know, you go home afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this for my single days, there's nothing worse than going through an hour of douching your ass to get to a guy's house or for him to flake on you or to get there. And the sex is horrible. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree about the whole energy thing. You know, you put in all that effort. You at least want to know that you're going to have a good time when you get there. And I agree with the having someone that you come to multiple times, because how many times do you hook up with someone new? Think back on my single days. And it's not that great. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, just the thought of having to go through that again. It's just. I remember that. Like when I was doing the hookup thing, like yeah. a few years back or whatever, however many years ago it was hooking up with a guy, especially if he took you on a date, right? You go on this date with them and you have a really lovely time. And you're thinking, damn, there's some passion between us. Like he's hot. Yeah. This is this is going to be fun. I'm yeah. going to hook up with this dude. I don't want a relationship. I'm cool with like whatever it is it is. And then you get him back to your place. You have some wine or whatever and you have sex and you're like, eh, what was that? Oh. <laughs> like, what oh, sucks is that no. you had to go on a date to find that out. <laughs> well, I mean, I the disappointment is like the personality is there or the looks are there or the chemistry is there, whatever it is that you're looking for. And then the act, the actual act, it's just like, wait, what, what just happened? And how open are like, okay, let's say that that's that. Okay. You you're like, well, maybe I can teach him some, some, some things and you keep hooking up and how open then I would ask myself if I'm in that same situation, like, okay, I can teach you and show you what it is that I like, but don't you really want to freaking spend all that time telling you? <laughs> exactly. Like, I always, I kind of want you to know already. I know. And then you learn me, my body personally, as we, as we get along. But I'm like, if I don't, if, if you're not, if you're not good, I just don't even want to try. I'm not going to lie. I pulled a huge, like huge mistake on a guy. It wasn't that long ago either. <laughs> Where like, we were, like hooking up or whatever and it was fun and it was whatever and I no joke was like talking about him going down on me and we had this conversation about how like he was like yeah you know I will eventually just you know not yet it's it's still new I legit probably scared him off because no joke did I not fucking pull out a book on his ass literally like I pulled out she comes first which I purposely Every guy keep <laughs> near my bed so that I can. And I was like, oh, you should totally read this book. And he's like, is there an audio book? And I was like, yeah, I can share it with you. Biggest turnoff in the world. Like my coaching brain turned on at one point and went, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you I doing this? I am literally horrified listening <laughs> to this fucking story. <laughs> I legit. And it wasn't the first time I've done it, but it's just such an important thing to me lately that I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? But I understand that. I totally understand that. I'm like, I'm kind of with you there. Cause it's like, if a guy is uh, like in my last relation, like two relationships ago, like I could probably count in one fucking hand, how many times he went down on me, like in a year. Uh, And it's like, 
It's like, oh, <laughs> and it's like this fear of like, oh, bleh. you know, and then this last one, oh my God, it was like freaking cosmic like connection. We just understood each other. And we knew from the get-go that this was going to work out. So it's like, I can't respect a guy that won't go down on a girl. And I don't care if it's like on the first date, like if you're hooking up, you fucking go down on me. I kind <laughs> of agree. This isn't me. Why yeah. can't you tell exactly. me? Like, yeah, oh, you I want can't. your dick in my mouth? Why is, anyway. Yeah. You know. I think it's the whole. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the way men have been trained, honestly, because mm-hmm. from a young age, men are conditioned to think the vagina is dirty. It mm-hmm. is only to be used for like, you know, fucking and having children and outside of that it's dirty it's disgusting men are told this like i'm not saying this just be an asshole or being insensitive men are legit fucking told this and they share this shit amongst their friends you know Mm -hmm. so there is a disservice that is happening against women to little boys from the very young age all the way up to adulthood that just seems to linger forever and ever and ever but andrea I will say there is a time and a place to recommend a book. We were in bed. Yeah. Like never, like never. My naked ass got ever, ever hold the book ever again. Like ever take the books out of your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it, leave it discreetly next to your bed. And then if he sees it like, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm so glad you, I never, whoa, you noticed that? Well, I didn't even know. <laughs> that'd be kind of weird too. Cause you'd be like, wait, are you here munching on puss puss? On <laughs> <laughs> so that might be weird too, but. I, I could have slapped myself as I'm doing it. I can, it's like, I can't stop myself. Yeah. I keep going, but like, there's this little voice inside of me, the coach in me that's yeah. going, what are you doing stop it i have an honest question and tell me if you're too afraid to do this so instead of the book let's say he's going down on you he's not doing a good job and let's say it's a hookup it's probably not someone you're ever going to fucking see again i know gabby you say you don't have time to teach sometimes but if he's not doing a great job Mm. are Mm -hmm. men intimidating honestly to a point where you don't want to even stop him for a moment and be like you know what why don't you try making circles with your tongue? Or you know what? Why don't you try like, um, you see that little part right there? Like lick that a little bit, like play with that with your tongue. Like, is that intimidating? Like, have you ever tried that? I, um, yes. Now, like, I think, cause we're also taught like the same way that guys are like, Oh, the the pussy's dirty and whatever is like, we we're either taught or we believe that if we do any of that stuff, that we're going to offend them. And then they're going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're too much, you know, it's like, and then there's lost my boner. Yeah. Totally. I've actually heard that shit. Oh God. So disrespectful. Like if you're just going to coach me, if you're going to just keep telling me, why don't you just do it yourself? See, that's what bothers me. Cause I feel like, (laughs) That's the perfect opportunity for like intimacy to be built in your sexual act. If he's able, that's what I'm asking. Like, is there that intimidation about you're not doing Mm -hmm. that right? Because I see that brought up so many times in like, you know, character stories and movies and shows written about the female sex uh, uh, experience where they're always afraid to bring up that a guy is fucking up. But then guys Mm -hmm. never learn. So I'm like... Right. How open are they to learning? Mm. That's the other question is like, you know, like, will they say like, Hey, if it, I mean, they're not going to automatically say, Hey, tell me, tell me what to, I mean, some of them do, but Mm -hmm. how, how open are they? Even the ones who say that sometimes aren't really open to it. They're like, yeah, teach me, tell me what you want. Like, I want to do it right. And then you tell them and they're like, well, if you're just going to keep coaching me or if you're going to keep telling me or like you're killing the mood or mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not killing the mood you are yeah. what the fuck are you doing down there yeah and it's interesting because with two men men I guess are you know we're egotistical whatever you want to call it a guy will tell you right away you're not sucking my dick right stop mm-hmm. doing that or he'll just stop I mean I I, I feel like 
like, is there a fear of like, what is the worst that can happen right. if more women started to stop guys in the middle of it and just teach them? Like, what is the worst that can happen? Is domestic violence really a fear? Mm. Is the sex no longer happening really a fear if you bring oh, yeah. into the situation? I would rather you do it this way. I think so. I think like men and women both have very fragile egos when it comes to sex in general. And like, I remember when I was seeing this guy when I lived in Korea, the Irish guy. (laughs) Wait, Um, you were living in Korea and you were dating an Irish guy? Yeah. I was teaching okay. English in Korea and <laughs> meeting another teacher. So many cultures. <laughs> Irish. And like, but I remember we had this moment, great sex, by the way, like amazing sex. There was this evening where I was on my high horse about like what I like, what I want you to do. And I don't know what came over me, but I was pulling this whole like, women have full control when it comes to sex. Like we just do. And long story short, to prove his point, did he not get up, get dressed and walk out that door and left me like (laughs) unsatisfied (laughs) just to prove that that shit can happen. A guy can have his ego bruised Mm. and literally just say, I'm done and walk out the door. And there I am like, oh, shit. Wow. And this is why most people have such issues hooking up and just dating. So I almost feel like I hope if anything, people listening, men, especially straight men, like be open to a little bit of schooling sexually and don't be Mm -hmm. so quick to jump out of bed. Because honestly, if you're open to it, the next two or three minutes might be the best sex you've ever fucking had in your life because you're open to something instead mm-hmm. of being closed off and say, oh, I lost so my boner. True. I'm fucking leaving. You're trying to tell me how to eat pussy. I've been doing it since I was eight years old and people <laughs> taught me the best. And it's like, just stop. Just Nobody stop. else ever said anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been too afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this has made me realize not this conversation, but in general, like this issue that's been going on, it made me realize, you know, maybe I don't need one partner. Maybe I need three (laughs) and I've decided I'm going to try it out. So I'm trying it out. I have, I'm trying this whole, I need three people, one for the sex, Mm -hmm. one for the cuddles, because I need that like warm hug, cuddling body. Daddy. (laughs) But he he might not be great at sex and that's totally fine. And, Mm -hmm. but that's all he's good for we're gonna cuddle we're gonna netflix and you know whatever cook dinner sure but then i have my third one who is my plus one he's my platonic one we go out to really nice dinners i go to his work events he comes to my stuff he knows how to get dressed up he knows how to present himself he knows how to be social but we are completely platonic like we don't we don't sleep together in fact i help coach him through his dating life is that like a gay best friend Kind of, but like people don't question my singleness or whatever because they just assume we're a couple. Yeah. I knew someone like that. She's a a very successful attorney. And we would go to this black tie event. She always had this guy with her. And we could never really figure it out. She was like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, is he? Isn't he? I don't fucking know. But he obviously comes from money, too. And it's just you can never figure out her story. And I think it might be one of those situations where he just shows up to all these events just so people cannot ask her those stupid fucking questions all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Like, well, don't get me wrong. I'd give it all up for an honest relationship for the right partner. Right? For sure. But until that happens, I love this because I have my hookup partner that provides the good sex and I don't have to like do the relationship crap with him. And I have my plus one and we do the relationship crap without all of the heaviness of it because if I don't have to worry about like sex and all, you know, that complicates things. Yeah. And like, 
I, I just need that, that middle ground person, the person who wants to snuggle with me and like yeah. watch Netflix and maybe it's going to be cook. hard to find a snuggler that won't. Does it want to fuck you? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we can, I'm totally fine with that, but like, I'm not relying on that person to be amazing at okay. it. Okay. They can just be okay because I've got the awesome sex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I- you mentioned it earlier. That's kind of what men had since the forever. You know, they had the, <laughs> <laughs> they have their wife that would produce their sons and daughters and raise mm. their kids, and then they'd have the side pieces. Yeah, yeah. So they got their sexual satisfaction away from home, but then they also had the stability of you know having a partnership. So she gave him the cuddling. And the stability, the the, mm-hmm. the platonic part you were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he got the sex somewhere else. So, yeah. I mean, I honestly think marriage is fucking great for those who like it. But I do see the advantages now of us being more fluid sexually and even more mm-hmm. fluid with our relationships. Because the one thing I feel like I've learned more than anything else in my 20 years of date, I think it's been 20 years, however long it's been of Mm -hmm. dating and relationships is legit. Some people are meant just for sex. Mm -hmm. Some people are meant for relationships. And then Mm -hmm. there are other people who are meant to, you know, date until you figure shit out. Like, yeah. When I think back on these past guys, I'm like, wow, I learned a lot about dating and relationships from that guy. That guy, on the other hand, he was literally only good for a really good time in the bed. And that was it. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I did not pursue a relationship with that guy because it'll probably just be a fucking nightmare. It'll probably just be all drama all the time. So that being said, I think in a way, hookup culture is probably getting us a little bit closer to what we actually need. And I think the more that women empower themselves and, and stand on their own legs without some guy behind them, you know, giving them permission to do what the fuck ever or having to live up to some man's expectations. I think this is actually a positive for all of us. I think the more empowered we are individually, whether we're gay, straight, non-binary, male, female, whatever the, the case may be, the more we can all just love ourselves, the better it will be for like, all of our relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think hookup culture, the look of it is changing. Like I said, like for me, it's changed. You know, I used to go out and just hook up with whomever, but I would say that my little lifestyle of having three men is a form of hookup culture yeah. to some degree because I'm not committed to anyone, mm-hmm. but I do believe in being very open and honest. So they know. Like they know we are not committed. We have conversations about it. You know, my little platonic one there that is my plus one. He knows he's my plus one to everything. He doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like he's got his chick that he has sex with and I've got my other, like it's perfect. Yeah. But, and we're really good friends, but like, we have to have that conversation. I can't just in my head say, this is the role this person is going to play in my life and not ever have that conversation with him. He knows that's the role he plays in my life Mm -hmm. and he's fine with it. It's not changing anytime soon. We we've agreed on that. So I think that's the big piece here that might be missing for some people, especially when you're younger, is that communication elements of having that conversation to say like, this isn't going to become a relationship. You know, I'm not going to magically all of a sudden one day look at you and be like, oh my God, you know, we've been with you for so long. <laughs> I've been in love with you this whole time. It's not a movie with Ashton Kutcher. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it happened the other way around. Like that they would tell, they would then really, because I, I, now I, I think I know more men than women that um, are less willing to hook up because they get, attached mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting yeah yeah it's starting to happen a little bit with a lot of gay men whereas uh historically we've been known to just you know fuck each other all the time but now because of the heteronormative narrative I guess a mm-hmm. lot more of us are like no I'd rather wait I mean my husband and I didn't have sex for the first three months that we were dating because I was like you know I like him I'm gonna make him wait and if he really likes me you know, he'll stick around. And he did. 
he's still here. So <laughs> there is something said to all of that, but you know, people are, they, you do get attached sexually. I think there is mm-hmm. that element that's still there, you know? If you're letting someone inside of your body or if you're taking off your clothes, especially if you're not the most self-confident person, it is still such an intimate experience. So hook up or not, mm-hmm. it's a lot to deal with. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There is a connection that happens, you know, like Gabby said, there's this energy exchange that happens when you have sex. And I've been doing so, so much research for, I've been researching my next book already. The mm-hmm. first one's not even done, but I'm researching the next one. Although the first one is almost done. I'm going to do a little plug there. It's going to be published probably by this summer. So it's all edited, <laughs> ready to go. Just need someone to design the cover for me. And I'm, I'm on my way away. This but is fantastic. Been, wow. Okay. I have been researching the second book because mm. A big part of what I've been hearing from professionals and experts in the field is this two-sided, do we connect through sex? Mm. This idea of how women connect and how men connect. And there's a lot of research that has been done to show that men do not bond through sex because of the biological reactions that happened. And I'm don't want to, I know we've talked about it in other episodes about vasopressin and dopamine and oxytocin and how women's oxytocin levels go up during sex and men drops and that's the bonding hormone, right? So we've, we've done a lot of research. We've seen a lot of this in labs, you know, with professionals, but what we haven't really studied is the energy exchange. Mm. So we know that chemically that oxytocin drops for men when they orgasm and for women, it increases. So there's that disconnect and that bond, that chemical bond. Hmm. But what about the energy that it gets exchanged? You know, what about the energy that connects? So there's not a lot of research around that. We've only looked at like the chemical side or, you know, the psychological side, but what about the energy? So it's, I can kind of see where you're going Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, I agree with you, Gabby, especially if you think like if you have a hookup with someone that's in a bad mood and, Mm -hmm. you know, they fuck you very aggressively and then it's done and you're affected by that energy for the rest of the day. It wasn't rape. It wasn't, you know, it was consensual. You know, you did consent to it, but it was very rough, uh, very aggressive. And then when it was all done, you were just like, hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or lack of energy where, you know, you hook up with someone and they're just like a dead fish and you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. am I not good enough? Do I not look good enough? I could see that being like a transfer of energy too. And it yeah, could all right. be solely the other person that's going through something and not even you. Because w- people who use sex as their drug, I'm pretty sure they're going through a lot of stuff in their mind. And I always wonder how much of that rubs off on a person that they're hooking up with, you know? Yeah, I feel like you can probably... Th- feel that like like at, even at an unconscious level mm-hmm. yeah. like there's a like you know not every sex session is going to be connective yeah. and amazing and there's been there had been moments with this last guy that I was with where I could feel that he was he wasn't as like present in the moment as as I was and then I knew that and then it got me out of it I was like well I mean it's might as well keep going. It's fun, but it's not what mm-hmm. we, like other times that we've had, like, you know, good moments, but I think you right. can absorb that for sure. Right. You How always you have after? those. Um, kind of like kind of bummed because mm. I, I, and maybe it's just my, my dumb expectation. I don't want to expect anything. I don't want to have like that unrealistic expectation, but sex, I think is, is, um, you know, like sex with him was always really good. The worst sex with him was my best sex with somebody else, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I get it. And uh, so he, he, but, you know, there were moments that I could tell that he would like kind of think about something else or or physically he was just like, or mentally some somewhere else. 
And, um, and then I start getting into my head, like, Oh my God, am I not doing this? And okay, do this a little more. And then, and you start to calculate rather than just like, let go. Yeah. And stress does that. Can you imagine how many people out there right now are having those moments with their current partner or even just a hookup Mm -hmm. or a new partner of like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have these moments where I'm super stressed. And like, if you are tuned into yourself and your partner, you can tell what's going on. You know, that there's an energy shift during that, during sex. It happened to me, you know, with the last guy that I was dating, we like, came upstairs and had sex like before dinner, which don't get me wrong. I like it. It's usually hot, but, and I thought that was the direction we were going like, Oh, this is one of those hot moments. All right, cool. Yeah. So we did. And I realized afterwards, I was like, Oh, I think he's stressed. Like that was, that felt like stressed sex. Mm. I was like, I'm attracted to you. I'm excited, but I'm so stressed about other things as well. I just can't be just here with you in the moment. And it was like, Oh, Oh shit. How was dinner? The beginning to the end. Had sex. Uh, Dinner was okay, but the conversation, for sure, I could tell. Like, oh, he's got he he's got a lot of shit on his mind. Like, there's a lot going on up in that head of his. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I could tell, like, during sex, that like, oh, there's a lot happening here. That he is thrusting me me very fast right now, (laughs) and I do not appreciate this. (laughs) My walls are like. (laughs) like being a female in feeling that you're just like do i correct the situation yeah do i tell him like maybe we and i was like well maybe we both can at least come and yeah try after dinner i've been topped before where a guy was going through something they just bang it out and you're just there in pain no one should ever be sitting under someone waiting for them to finish Let's just put it that it way. It wasn't that terrible. I was not like, I won't do that. I won't just okay. wait for someone to finish. Yeah. I'd rather just be like, you know what? Uh, like, I'm not feeling it. It's not working yeah. for either one of us. So like, let's just end. Let's just stop. I will yeah. never let, I will never lay there and just let some guy finish. Ew. That's just. I, I mean, I've done it before, <laughs> but I'm just saying, don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I could just feel energetically that it wasn't the same connection that we had previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I mean. Like it wasn't, that wasn't that extreme, uh, but it was definitely faster. It was definitely yeah. like, you know, maybe like, one of those 15 minutes. He was, helios. Yeah. he was aggressive. I had one of those the other day and I kind of did something weird and it made me embarrassed because I, I, <laughs> I had stopped my husband in the middle of his work day because he's working from home. And I was so frustrated throughout the day. Is he home listening I, to you now? Maybe, I don't know. But I was so <laughs> I was so frustrated. I had him come and give me like blowjob. And when I ejaculated, I like screamed. It was because of all the aggression. He looked at and I opened my eyes and he's looking at me like, what was that? I was just like, <laughs> oh, I just, it felt so good. It's just, you know, I, I was just feeling so much. And I was just like that energy that i felt Mm -hmm. yeah so i totally get where you're coming from with that guy was probably feeling it -hmm. also had me think during the whole pandemic where people like hooking up half scared half there like this is good but at the exact same time i could get covid right yeah i wonder how that affected people that were hooking up because you know having it's kind of not like an std fear it's like literally the air can be infected in this room like can i fully engage into this sexual moment you know so i wonder sometimes if the stress of the pandemic has kind of altered how people have hooked up with strangers and whatnot as well i would assume why wouldn't it like i haven't engaged in random hookups because you're going to breathe on me, yeah. even just dating during the pandemic. And, you know, if a guy's like, I really want to kiss you. And I'm thinking, yeah. are you worth the germ exchange? Yeah. <laughs> like before the pandemic, I might consider just, yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of half, I'm on the fence about you, you know, yeah. let's do a little germ swap here in the mouth mm. and see if there's anything more. And, a lot of times it's like me not feeling it yeah. but like yeah. during the pandemic it's like uh is it worth 
swapping germs for you? I don't know. So, I do know some people are just hooking up with masks on. They would just do stuff mm-hmm. with the general. Really? Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Talk about get me out of the zone. I would not be able to. <laughs> well, I, mm, God, I fucking give away too much. Well, okay. So <laughs> I guess if you're just hooking up with someone, if you're just concerned with their genitals and it's not like a mouth to genital thing where you have to breathe mm-hmm. in the air. I could, I mean, people probably were doing that, like glory holes and stuff like that, or like shit like that. I don't know what straight people do, if that's an equivalency of that for straight people, but I know that's how gay people are definitely hooking up throughout the pandemic. You're just keeping everything below the belt. Yeah, Yeah, I can't see that happening with a lot of straight. I mean, I'm sure some, don't get me wrong. There's always the exceptions, Mm -hmm. but I think for the majority of hookups, like, and I had heard that there were couples that were doing that to be safe, trying to do the mask thing. But like mm-hmm. kissing is such an important part mm-hmm. of intimacy. I was just going to ask you, because I know that it's not a thing. It is, but it isn't for gay people. Uh, let me speak for a very small fraction of the community. Someone <laughs> like me, I guess. But for straight people, I can like for a woman to get hot, right? Does kissing have to be involved or is there other ways that you can get aroused in order to have sex? Or is that like the main avenue to wet city? What? I, um, yes, it massively helps, but I've also, it just depends. Okay. I'm just going to always just focus on this last relationship because like our sex was, it was mind blowing. And Um, we didn't always kiss, but he would, there was just like, there was the chemistry that was like the, what, what's the chemicals that you release that you're that pheromones, the fair, the pheromones, the, there were uh, like the touch, the, the look, the, this, the, that. And it's like the, um, we didn't kiss that much during the act or before, but I was still always but you'd Wet already <laughs> established it though. Yeah. yeah. So I think when you're talking about a fairly established relationship or hookup mm. or whatever it is, you've been having sex or intimacy with someone for a while. Cause I've, I've been through that. Like I've mm-hmm. had hookups in the past mm-hmm. where it was like a regular ongoing hookup thing. And like, we didn't need to kiss because like, I knew what I was getting and mm. I wanted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. But <laughs> If it's a new partner, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to work a little bit harder to turn me on. You you can't just look at me and I'm going to drop my pants. Yeah, Although, yeah, see. Well, maybe, may, maybe one or two had done that in the past, <laughs> but it's rare. It's really rare. Yeah. And, but it did stem from kissing. You know, yeah. we need to kiss. We need to make out. I need to know, especially if you're a good kisser. It's like, Ooh, what else can you do with that yeah. tongue? Yeah. Yeah. See, I think for men, it's a little different because it's we just got to get hard and we could go, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to go drink some wine. <laughs> Conversation Give made me, me depressed. some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and vodka. All the things. Gabby, we love having you on. I'm so oh, glad so great. that I love you have agreed to come on as a regular guest. I think our listeners. I'm honored. Love it too. Yeah, I love it. That's for sure. Yeah, I like the idea of having regular guests. Um, and I don't mean having a guest regularly. I mean having <laughs> a guests that come on. You know, we've gotten some feedback, or at least I've heard some feedback from our listeners, and we love to hear more feedback from you guys. But I think there's been a couple of guests that we've had on so far that they've really enjoyed listening to, and. We appreciate the feedback, people. Come on, give us give us more of this feedback. Yeah. Give us reviews on Apple, Spotify. I don't care what platform you're on. Just like us, follow review us. Review the damn show. Give us a review. We want Five more stars. listeners. If you're listening to us, don't be selfish. Don't keep us all to yourself. Share us. <laughs> yeah, I like Share to be all shared. your friends. I'm community property. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about hookups today. So yeah, yeah. we are. I mean, share me, please. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> and like Kanan mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, we do have a way for you to give feedback completely anonymously. It is on our Instagram page. Please go to our page. Follow our Instagram page too. I think we have like two followers. No, oh, no. It's no not we have more than that. <laughs> but it's nothing like my business page. Yeah. Yeah. We Be want to grow. Podcast. Yeah. We we definitely want to grow our followers there as well. So please, oh how funny. Patreon just popped up on my emails. Like literally as we're talking about it, uh, if you want to see us, you can follow us on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, or however you say it. Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> With that said, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you and keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com. And please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.